My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full price services a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add, is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. One of you lovely listeners reached out because you've got a ghost in your house and asked me to do an episode about ghosts in the house. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm also going to give some tips as to differentiate between different types of beings to understand if you have a ghost, if you have a fairy, if you have an angel, if you have an ET present in the home. So we are going to jump into what it looks like, how to befriend them, how to handle them, and all the things you need. So here we go. All right, so it is important to understand that each situation is unique when it comes to energy beings. There are obviously an infinite amount of types of beings that may come and interact with us. This is just kind of a general thing, but always listen to your intuition and always understand that you have free will, so you are always in a state of control. Always. Whenever it comes to energy, you are always in charge. You are driving the chain of events. If you are scared and acting like it and I don't want this to be said in an effort to scare you because that's not what I'm saying but if you are scared and acting like it then they will there may be an increase in activity if you take command and are like no I'm here this is my house don't treat me like that go away or whatever they have to listen to you so you are always in control never forget that if things get very weird or you are kind of confused and you're not really sure how to 
proceed forth if things get a little bit funky then I definitely recommend seeking professional help if it's a little overwhelming or disruptive or gets dangerous obviously you don't want to embark upon that by yourself contact a psychic medium like me or somebody you trust contact a spiritual advisor a paranormal investigating crew whatever just to get some advice or just to kind of tune into the situation um yeah if you ever feel alone and confused just understand that you are not alone and there are people that you can reach out to but otherwise you are in control just trust your intuition and you're good to go all right there are many reasons why an energy may be at a specific location it's not always because somebody died there a lot of times people think that like oh this is a new building nobody has died here so there's no ghosts not always a spirit can be connected to the land a spirit can be connected to an item a spirit can be connected to a person to a they could be attracted to a certain type of energy for example if they're wandering around and they're feeling really guilty about an argument they had during their lifetime and that's why they haven't passed and you have this crazy argument with somebody and there's no boundaries around your home and they just kind of fall in, you know, then it's like, oh, this helps me make sense of my situation. You know, so it can be just a total random spirit that has nothing to do with anything. It could be a spirit that was attracted to you at a bathroom and then it's kind of followed you over. There are many reasons why an energy being may be at a place. One thing that can be problematic are portals. Um, there are very good portals and there are some not so good portals. I did a full YouTube episode about portals and vortexes with my friend Joanna on my YouTube. Um, but long story short, portals can be opened when there's an excess amount of a specific type of energy. So if you are feeling super good and super elevated in a specific part of the room like that's where you do your rituals that's where your altar is that can open a really positive portal where this beautiful light and love are just constantly invigorating the space at the same time if there's a specific area where let's say when I was growing up I always felt um, whenever I felt really depressed I would go sit in the closet so it's like anytime I felt bad I would just sit in the negativity in one location doing something like that can especially if you don't clear the energy out and like neutralize it or process it if that's just specifically like representing the stuck place of heavy emotion that just doesn't go anywhere there's no peace being made it's just sitting there then that could open up the portal of something funky where these like weird energy beings that are heavy start coming through because it's just like attracts like and you're like almost programming that specific energy to hold or that specific location to hold a specific energy that's why it's important to process through your emotions uh, rather than just like flinging them out and just sitting in them because it can just kind of rot you from the inside out you know what I'm saying um, that being said, also, I don't want to scare you. If you process your emotions, if you cleanse the energy, if you self-care, if you take care of yourself, and it's like with a wound, allow yourself to heal and feel better. You don't have to worry about portals happening. It's only if you neglect yourself and just keep things stagnant in that heavy state. 
portals can also be naturally occurring like at the um the earth is considered to have chakras just as our system does um and a chakra is essentially an energy vortex so the same thing it could be that you are in a very special part of the world that has an earth chakra present you know and again that could be very positive energy portals aren't always bad portals can be very good and honestly opening up good portals are so like uh, it's just it just helps invigorate you in your space without you really having to like do much it's obviously you have to maintain a positive state and a positive space but they're so good they're really really beautiful and you probably know that if you enter like a temple or a lot of churches I went to when I was in Ireland felt like that you walk in and you're just like ooh, overcome by this really incredible like beautiful peaceful energy that's a really positive energy portal and then portals can also be created through conscious intention. If you are scared, if you are absolutely terrified of something bad being under the bed, or okay, I've always had an issue opening up portals in my closet. <laughs> that has always been a problem, not anymore, but when I was growing up. One, because I would just, that would be my sad place, so it may open up something scary, but then I would also encourage a portal to open because I was scared of the closet. I would always engage with it as if there was something bad in the closet. So naturally, because there's all this heavy energy sitting in there, because I'm treating the closet as if there is a portal, I am essentially programming one there, and then it is so. As I got older... It shifted where my closets ended up being like my happy place. Um, I would, it was almost like a, like a little clubhouse. And when I did that, I would end up opening portals into the fairy realm. And so then the fairies would start coming through my closet. They would open the closet. They would start engaging with my closet. So it could go either way. But for some reason, closets have always been this place where I've always opened things by accident. <laughs> so it can also just be by conscious intention. If you are actively engaging with a certain space as if something's coming out of it, then it will. Okay, so moving on, let's talk about what signs may come up with different types of energy being so you can identify what exactly in, is in your space and then we'll talk about how to engage with it and then how to kind of reset the energy or alleviate any heaviness. So we are going to start with, uh, let's start with ghosts. So a ghost, I have an episode about ghosts. I think it was actually the second episode of this podcast, so it was a while back. But if you want a little refresher on what a ghost is and how they work, I recommend giving that a listen. But as a general overview, signs of a ghost in a place will be things such as strange phenomenon, um, objects moving, doors closing, doors opening, random noises, creaking footsteps, voices, laughing, your name being called, things breaking out of nowhere, electronics getting all kind of screwed up and malfunctioning, batteries getting drained, lights flickering, 
stuff like that. Seeing apparitions obviously would be a sign of ghosts. Um, this could either look like mist. Um, sometimes they could look kind of like a shadowy figure. They could look like a semi-transparent figure, or sometimes they could even look like a person. There's no transparency at all. So there's different levels to it. Another sign would be if the temperature all of a sudden gets very cold without there being any other explanation. And this is usually reserved to a very specific part of the room or a very specific room. Like there's just one it's a particular corner that gets very freezing. Like for some reason, the temperature just never regulates. Or if your entire I actually had a client whose entire apartment was just a total open portal into like the 1800s. The entire building may feel freezing cold for no reason, no matter how hard you try to warm it up. Additionally, you may be feeling like you are watched or you are not alone. You may um, get smells such as perfume, smoke, a rotting odor, flowers, just any kind of weird smell that's not in your immediate environment. So that's kind of a general framework, general things to look out for when it comes to spirits. Obviously, that's not an exhausted, exhaustive list, but that's kind of in the realm of ghosts. With fairies, with fairies, fairies are associated with sounds such as bells, ringing, light tingle, uh, twinkling sounds, giggles, whispers. Um, ghosts actually can also be associated with high-pitched frequencies. Actually, all energy, to be honest, even ETs. It's, you might hear ringing in your ears or like a, a buzzing sound. Um, that's just your, you being receptive to the energy frequency. Anyways, fairies are more in the realm of like little giggles, um, whispers, bells, stuff like that. There may be movement. Typically with fairies, they may, if you're looking for an item like your keys, they might hide them. So you may just all of a sudden look for something and it's no longer there and then you come back and there it is or it's just completely gone or it's in a whole other room. That's something that ghosts can do too, but fairies are very mischievous so they will sometimes shift things around or reorganize things. You may also see bursts of movement in your peripherals. This can happen with ghosts as well, but typically with fairies, they move. They're very agile and they'll move very quick. So if you uh, see something burst in your peripheral or run around or like go in some crazy direction, then that's more pointing towards a fairy. If you see lights, um, they're like these ethereal, twinkling glowing like orbs those are considered I forgot what they're called like fairy lights or something like that um, angels can also express themselves in lights in like white or golden colored lights um, but fairy ones tend to be a little bit smaller and a little bit more twinkly if you notice that in a particular area of your home your plants are just completely flourishing. They are growing and just doing so well. That's usually a very good sign that there are fairies around them. And then sudden shifts in energy, all of a sudden being overwhelmed with excitement or energy or mischief. Fairies are more in that realm of like, woo, blah, 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 but crazy stuff, you know? So if all of a sudden you get smacked in the face with this like, crazy like rush of caffeine then there's probably a fairy <laughs> nearby 
With ghosts, that can happen as well, especially if you're clear empathetic. You may all of a sudden be overwhelmed with like more of a heavier feel. Ghosts are essentially people that have passed on and are kind of haunted by their life circumstances or how they passed away or just feel like they have unfinished business so they aren't able to detach from their identity here yet which is keeping them stuck in our realm so typically it will feel a little bit heavier it doesn't mean that every ghost is sad and depressed or angry or feeling guilty or whatever some can be great and wonderful and they just might feel more comfortable here and just aren't ready to move on yet and that's fine Um, but typically if you are very sensitive to energy you might feel a little bit heavy when there's one around again not every time it really depends on the situation but something to look out for whereas with fairies it's very excited and expressive angels will usually also cause some sort of shift in energy again this one will be more calm and serene and peaceful and neutral fairies are crazy angels are a lot more like (laughs) present and (laughs) I guess matured (laughs) is the right word for it Um, so if you notice that that's a sign of some sort of angelic being you may smell like sweet or floral ethereal kind of smells again lights or orbs I know I think the way my mom always saw them was these like pulsing lights or something like that or she would see lights at the bottom of the door that were like yellow and gold these like big orbs um I would see those as well sometimes so angels can also be represented by that angels like to hop into dreams so if you're dreaming about them a lot that's a good sign that there's some around and then if you notice that all of a sudden you are um There are these like unexplained moments of protection or help. For example, let's say, and I mean, this is not necessarily exclusive to fairies. This could also be a ghost. This could be a fairy. This could be a spirit guide. This could be a lot of things. But typically angels are more in the realm of protection. If you forget to unplug something and then come home and it's actually been unplugged or um, there's like a freak thing that happens where... I don't know, your stove turns on by itself and then all of a sudden the gas line shuts off. Like there's like this weird malfunction that prevents something like a house fire from happening. You know what I'm saying? Like those weird moments can be um, pointed towards angelic help. Again, it could also be from another being, but typically they are here to help and protect us. So if there are those unexplained moments like that, there could be an angel nearby. With extraterrestrials, because this does happen, especially with certain races of ET, they can almost like follow a person around or be very connected to a specific land. Um, ET's signs of them would be things like seeing unusual lights in the sky or in the darkness um, hearing strange, like, whirling, buzzing sounds. Um, typically there's something very magnetic and mechanical in, in the sounds of their energy. Um, or, like, weird buzzing. Yeah, there's something, like, weirdly mechanical. I always associate them with, like, this metallic feel. 
on my subscription, actually, I just put out an intuitive um, workout or kind of a crash course in like actively connecting to an angel, an ET, a ghost, and a fairy to understand how different each one feels so that you can like differentiate should you need to or when you kind of come in contact with something so if you're interested in that you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe but otherwise just in general ets tend to feel a little bit more like serious um there's a there they have a very specific frequency if you experience gaps in time or memory, that is a sign of ET engagement, but that can also be pointing towards fairies because they can sometimes put you under a trance, but more often than not, it will be more ET. Typically what they do is if they take you or they work with you or they run tests on you or something, they can alter your memory or it'll just be like all of a sudden you're sitting there and then next thing you know, eight hours have gone by and it's the middle of the night. So bizarre things like that or just, yeah, gaps in memory will point towards that. Obviously, that could also be um, connected to literal physical issues or disorders. So with all of these things, if you experience some things, it doesn't always mean it was supernatural sometimes there could be a physical reason for it but you know things overlap a lot and sometimes they overlap on purpose okay if you find yourself with weird bumps bruises needle pricks implants like these weird lumps underneath the skin Rashad has many of them um just unexplained things on your body that are very peculiar if that starts happening often that is a sign that ets may be coming in messing with you a little bit not always bad you could have a contract with them they could be helping you or they could be just running tests on you because they're nosy if you have weird dreams where it feels like you're on drugs or something like that and you're seeing all these weird beings and if you wake up feeling a little bit violated or feeling a bit groggy, like you're coming out of some sort of weird sedation, feeling a little hazy or nauseous. Um, that could be a sign of ETs. If you all of a sudden are overwhelmed with this really strong like anxiety, almost like tingling on your skin, their energy, again, can be very intense and can just cause an anxious response, even if they're an actually really wonderful type of ET. Um, there's a vast range and again, it depends on the type of ET and what kind of exchange you're happening, you're having with them. Uh, but in general, those are kinds of the things that are under that category. So that all being said, going back to ghosts, but just energy beings in general, because again, there's an infinite amount. Typically, you will most likely be dealing with a ghost, but this can also apply to the other types of beings. The first thing you want to do is remain calm. If you are panicking or showing fear, it can escalate the situation or increase paranormal activity. So you want to remember that you are in control you have free will, so every kind of energy being needs to respect that and will respect that because they have to. ETs will test it, and you may have to be a bit more firm and aggressive with them, but as long as you stand your ground, you will be, you're good. You're in the driver's seat. 
sometimes too, I said this example, I don't know where I said this. I don't know if it was on the podcast or on the subscription, but uh, I think it was here. When I was a kid, um, I was at my grandma's house. I was using the restroom and I hid as if something was coming in to find me or something like that. And the bathroom door opened. So with ghosts, if you almost like run away from something or expect something big to happen, it's like having a conversation with somebody. If you're acting afraid of them or you're acting like they're going to hit you, then they might. I mean, obviously, a normal person that has their emotions in check wouldn't do that. But with a ghost, again, there is some stuff that may be lingering. So they may not have very good control of their emotions. They may be a little bit more emotional and sensitive, which is what's keeping them here to begin with, you know? So if you act like that, then they may feel like they need to do something big or loud because you're acting scared of them. So it's almost like they become that monster or like do something where it's like, stop doing that. Like they might get frustrated and explode. You know, again, that doesn't normally happen. And that's a very extreme example, but I just want to stress that if you with anybody if somebody's in a in kind of a troubled state or you know you don't know what you're working with so approach them as you would a lost confused animal if there is a dog around and you're yelling at it and you know it might get scared and it doesn't know what to do and it feels like it needs to protect itself if you give it food you know, kind of are gentle with it, give it some space and build trust, then it won't do that. You know, it's like things are gentle, things are easy. It feels like it can trust you and you have this nice harmonious relationship built while you are trying to help them out, you know, instead of coming in full force, all aggressive, then it's like it makes everybody all discombobulated. Ghosts don't always know that they're dead. So all of a sudden it could be that there's a stranger in their home that's like attacking them or acting crazy and then it's like what's going on it could be very frustrating so you just want to remain calm and to be very grounded and present in the situation another thing is to obviously show respect treat them as you would any living person um, be kind avoid provoking or insulting them just treat them with kindness treat them with respect as you would with anything else um, yeah, just, just be kind. <laughs> they are probably confused and disoriented and are just trying to make sense of their circumstances or are just feeling a little bit lonely, you know? If you don't want to befriend them necessarily or you would like their energy off of your land or home, that's fine. I'm going to go into how to deal with that. But regardless, you still want to be kind. You don't need to be rude and aggressive with them that's not necessary if you approach things from love it allows the energy to move a lot easier have some open communication so acknowledge their presence and establish an open kind respectful line of communication express your intention if your intention is to befriend them then just express that hey you know i'm friendly i have no ill will you're totally welcome here I just ask that you respect me and my privacy. We are coexisting here and that's totally cool. I'm going to try to be respectful of your space. Please be respectful of mine and my family's. If you don't want them there, then you could be like, hey, you're kind of scaring people. Don't do that. Um, I don't like when you do this. Please do this or, you know, be 
just communicate with them. Tell them what you need. Um, allow them to understand that you don't mean them harm. You know, you have the best intentions at heart. You're just trying to kind of understand what exactly is going on. That also includes acknowledging signs they may give if at certain times of the day or when you do certain things, you notice a light's flickering. That could be like, hey, are you doing that because you don't like when I do this? Um, what's the problem? Do you have an issue with this? Or if there's work being done on the house and all of a sudden, like, the radios, that's actually happened at my dance studio. The radio starts turning on, the lights get all crazy, things don't work, you know then just be like, hey, I understand that you may not like having this construction done. It'll be done in one more week. This is something that needs to get done. Like, just hold on. You know, it's it's all good if you feel more comfortable. Like, here's a better alternative of a space for you or, you know. Um, but just be open. Communicate with them. Let them know what's going on. If there is a specific room where their energy feels a little bit weirder or, like, it almost feels like they don't want you in there, you know, when you enter, just be like, hey, I'm coming in here just to do laundry real quick. Don't be alarmed. I don't mean to bother you or intrude upon your space. This is also my space that we are sharing right now. So I need to kind of go about my day, you know, be open, communicate. It makes all the difference. The same goes for relationships with human beings. Yeah. If they seem troubled or unsettled if you want to you can try to offer assistance um obviously be cautious with this don't engage in anything that is dangerous or makes you uncomfortable you want to be very strict with your boundaries but if they you know just like with that last example if they seem a little bit uncomfortable or on edge just talk to them ask them if there's anything they need or if they can somehow express to you something they need if they are showing a sign or if you feel the temperature shift, be like, hey, I felt that. I felt you trying to communicate with me. You know, maybe I don't fully understand what you're saying. So, I don't know, just try to share, share it with me in a different way or, you know, is this what you mean? Can you do that again? If it, You know, whatever it is. Um, try to just communicate with them and acknowledge when they are sharing things. Be very clear with your boundaries. When you speak to them, speak firmly, but respect, respect, respectively, respect, respectfully, respectfully, <laughs> firmly, but respectfully. Don't be aggressive. Just be like, uh, there's a difference between being like, oh, is this okay? I'm so sorry. You know, that's like giving them too much power. Being like, hey, don't do this. I don't like that. You know, that's too aggressive. Just be like, hey. This is my space. This is what I need you to do. If this makes you uncomfortable, this is what I can offer you. Or like, how about we try to communicate more? Or if you don't like something, flicker a light and I can then address the behavior. But keep in mind too, I'm also in this space and there are certain things that I need to engage in. So I do ask for your understanding in that, you know, you can just speak firmly, but stand your ground. If there are certain things that you need or you want don't be afraid to say so create a mutual understanding again you are in the driver's seat so as long as honestly a lot of times they just want somebody to acknowledge them so as long as you're acknowledging them with care and love typically they'll just leave you alone um there aren't that many that will like actively be engaged with the house some can um but it's a little bit more unusual 
If you want to, it might be fun to research your space, kind of learning about the history of your home or the land, just in case the spirit is directly connected to the location. It might help you make sense of their, um, like who they are and why they react to certain things a certain way or what they're sensitive to. If it used to be like an old place where miners stayed and I don't know, they have a, they seem to not like the dark. Maybe they had a bad experience down in the coal mines where it was really dark and, you know, something happened. Then maybe they putting a little nightlight out in the living room is something that can just bring them a little bit of peace and just allows you to kind of see the room when it's dark, you know, so it's not really hurting anybody and it just helps make this coexisting situation a little bit lighter. You know, sometimes researching the land can be helpful. Again, spirits aren't always directly from the land, but yeah, it might help. You never know. And then finally, share positive energy. Cleanse your space. Clean your space. Make sure that you are prioritizing your well-being, engaging in self-care, self-care. Play happy music. Do things that make you feel good. Make art. Take care of yourself. Create and cultivate a positive environment to attract more positivity. Call in your guides, call in angels, call in positive beings so that your space is overflowing with positive good energy. Open the windows, let the sun in, all that good stuff. And just like with a person, but this is even more drastic because they're in the energetic, so shifts happen a lot quicker. It's just going to shift all the moods into a positive, positive state of mind. Love is one of the most powerful, like, spells or whatever you want to call it of the universe. Like, I can't stress that enough. So having an environment that is pure love naturally will allow all of the beings to kind of flow in harmony with that. It's just as a collective, everything is elevated. So if you cultivate a really beautiful energy, then this spirit that is in your home that may at first like seem to not like you will now perhaps be like part of the family or like helping you out or um, like helping your plants grow or helping you when you cook. Like things just may feel a bit more easeful or, you know, it just is like this extra little buddy. It's like a house brownie in the fairy realm that's just there to ensure everything is kind of working properly. Yeah, the same thing with fairies. If you... Fairies are often, not always, but some fairies come in to bring attention to certain areas of our life that we need to address. If we keep neglecting something, they're there to be like, hey, you need to, your mind is cluttered and your environment is cluttered, so I'm going to make it messier so that you know you got some work to do. You know, so once you start like engaging with them, being like, okay, let me clean, like let's really like, let me work on myself, let's just cultivate everything nice, then you're going to attract a lot of wonderful fairies in. Those weird fairies won't mess with you anymore because they're not an energetic match for the situation. And then things just keep on getting more positive. Like attracts like, so it always starts at yourself. And your environment is a beautiful representation of what is going on inside. If there are funky energies outside, look inwards. How can you address them differently? What parts of you perhaps need some attention? Um, what parts of you feel a little bit off? What parts of you need a little bit of extra love and care and understanding? And how can you share that with 
the energies around you. And then it all kind of changes together. Okay, so now we go into our last portion of this, which is how to approach weird energy. What to do if there's something funky in your space that you're not really vibing with very well. One of the most important first steps would be to cultivate self-awareness. Where do you notice a shift in your mood or vibes in your space? What is that shift? Is there a certain habit or thing that you partake in that causes a shift? Like you just have to be aware of your emotional state, your physical state, and just what changes and where or when. What time of day? When do things get a little funky or get extra wonderful. From there, what is the cause? What is your intuition telling you? Is there the energy of a specific conflict in the space? Is it an energy being? Is there an event that triggers something? Is there, I don't know, is it the way the sun shines? Like what exactly is causing the shift? And how can you kind of either neutralize it if it's funky, if it seems to be connected to, like, for example, if in trying to tune into the energy of the space, you keep thinking about an argument you had or you keep thinking about, like, for some reason, I can't let go of the thought of my great grandma. And when I think of her, I just feel kind of heavy and dusty or something like that it's like okay so then maybe the energy in the space is feeling a little stagnant so what can you do to help shift that or when I'm in the space I just feel so energized all of a sudden especially when the sun comes in it's like okay great the sun is very cleansing so maybe the space wants more of that it's telling me like hey this is great (laughs) maybe let's open the windows more you know Um, let more sunlight in how can you cultivate more positivity like that when connecting to your intuition, every thought, everything that draws your attention visually, any sound, anything that just feels important while you're trying to tune in matters. It's somehow an energetic match for what you're tuning into. It's, it's like threading together different scenarios that all have a similar theme to try to get the message across. It's not always literal. So for example, let's say somebody's like, oh, this feels like my great grandma that feels very dusty, but I know she's not here. It may not be that the spirit in the space is literally her, but it's just those, that association is something that is in alignment. That memory is something that is in alignment with this energy. So it's kind of coming through as a way to symbolically express uh, a specific situation. So just be open. That's why um, journaling, figuring out your symbols and just practicing and engaging a lot with energy is so important because it takes practice. It's literally like learning another language. And to learn another language, like practicing once a month, you're not going to retain anything. If you practice every day, not necessarily like crazy study, but like you know, just think about it, have it in the back of your mind, just can I kind of tune in here and there, or every other day, or once a week, you know, just regularly, just to kind of keep those muscles growing, then you become more immersed in the quote-unquote culture of the energy, you know what I'm saying, and it just kind of helps your 
energetic sensing feel a lot more natural and feel a lot stronger. So consistently tuning in is important. Doing intuitive exercises, I've got them up on my subscription if you want to just go over there and try them out. But otherwise, you can Google stuff or just, you know, just be aware of what's around you. Okay, third is to declutter. Having clutter helps nobody. Spring clean, get rid of things that feel heavy, get rid of things that you don't resonate with. Um, Make sure you dust, you vacuum. Everything is clean and tidy. It helps bring in more positive, healthy life force energy, which then in turn will neutralize any heavy energy in your space and call in more healthy life force energy. So literally just ensuring your space itself is healthy will naturally allow the energy in the space to either shift in itself to leave completely or I don't know, either one. Yep. Set positive intentions. So in your home, how do you want to feel? Visualize it, feel it, and affirm it as often as possible. Every day, just take a moment in each room to state, I feel happy, safe, and free. Go into the next, I feel happy, safe, and free. You don't even have to do it every day. You could do it like once a week. Um, But just for the moment or for the time being of kind of trying to reshift the energy of your home, doing it as often as possible just to get the health of your space back in shape is very important. So you just want to really set the types of beings you want only beings of light and love are allowed here only beings of my highest intention are allowed here everything else is banned and must leave must leave immediately that is also something that you can state while you are energetically cleansing the space I have a podcast episode about space cleansings that was done I think last year if you want to go back in there um it's called like something and space cleansings or something like that like setting like the energetic blueprint and space cleansing or something um but basically you can use bells you can just clap your hands you can burn a cleansing botanical like sage cedar lavender rosemary palo santo you can use a rosemary spray or any kind of energy clearing sprays of rose water or florida water rather um what else? Salt. You can use crystals, put crystals like black tourmaline, smoky quartz, or clear quartz in the rooms that feel a little bit funky. Um, the crystals are going to absorb the heavy energy. Make sure that you cleanse them. Um, if there's a lot of heavy energy, then I would cleanse them probably once a week. If it's just kind of a little bit funky, then like once a month or when the crystals just feel very heavy or just when you get the intuitive insight that, hmm, maybe I should cleanse it. You know, whenever you think about it, it's a good sign to cleanse it. Um, What else? Yeah, that's about all. Also, you can put items or totems or symbols that you particularly resonate with or that you associate with positivity If there's a specific animal that you feel is your guide that you really resonate with, you could have like a little thing with with a dolphin or an owl or whatever, you know, in the corner. Or if there's like 
a ring your great gram I don't know why I keep saying great grandma <laughs> my head always goes to my great grandma Dorothy but like your great grandparent gave you that you associate with protection and you just feel like it's a representation of their energy then you can put that in the room that feels a little bit funky to kind of combat the negativity basically you want to cultivate a positive um like a space of peace you almost want to create sacred space in the space that is uncomfortable so that we totally flip it in the other direction. You don't want to be scared of it and avoid it unless perhaps you have dedicated a room of your house to the ghost. But then even still, you still want to go in there and clean it and make sure the energy feels light and happy because it's going to help them with their process of passing over. So don't be scared. Get your hands dirty. Clean things up energetically and physically and ensure you are constantly invigorating the space with really good energy. Setting that positive stuff. Create a ritual. Perhaps do yoga in that room every morning or meditate in it for a little bit or do art in it. You know what I'm saying? Like cultivate the feel good stuff. Set boundaries, not just energetically, but also physically. Watch how you communicate with people. Open lines of communication with others that are also very respectful and open just as you would with the ghost is almost like all of the positive uh qualities of this relationship that you are trying to cultivate with the energy in your home you also want to cultivate that with those around you everything is connected so just ensure all areas of your life are being given some extra love and have some positive reinforcement you know and then ensure that you are giving yourself plenty of self-care and being mindful of your needs being met um, again when there's a heavy energy in the space like attracts like so usually there's a part of you that needs to be addressed as well and addressing it and really affirming love and light in yourself in your space again is either going to neutralize the energy and make it this like beautiful house guide or house guardian or land guardian or it can completely just remove it entirely but it all starts with you and how you engage with it again if things get overwhelming or weird or really uncomfortable and you're not really sure what to do don't hesitate to contact a paranormal investigator a spiritual advisor a psychic medium whatever you feel there is support you are never alone but don't forget that you got this you've got a lot more power than you think so that is that i hope that helps I'm sending you so much love, my friends. Thank you for listening as always, and I will see you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.